Welcome to the Silhouette Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hasty, the editor-in-chief of McMaster's student newspaper. On this week's episode, we talk Supercrawl, the annual event that attracts over 100,000 visitors to James Street North in downtown Hamilton. The Arts Festival happens in the second week of September, every year since 2009. And uh, here to talk and give us a review, some of their lasting memories, is the Arts and Culture team. Daniel and Michelle make up our newest section in the cell, and uh, they went and spent the weekend down on James Street North, took in the sights and sounds, and they've got a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts to leave with you. So it's about a half hour chat. I appreciated the enthusiasm for the food truck. Um, it made my regrets um, even bigger as I did not partake too much, but I really enjoyed uh, kind of how thoughtful they were about some of the stuff they saw. And um, I'm looking forward to next year. But for now, enjoy. All right, now we're inside CFMU, talking with the arts and culture team for Volume 87 of The Silhouette. Daniel, Michelle, how are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> okay, so start of the new year. Before we get into anything... I just want to get to uh, introduce you guys to the audience. So uh, we'll start with Daniel. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, my name is Daniel Araruz. I'm a third year philosophy and communication student. Um, this is my third year with the silhouette. Uh, first year I was a staff reporter for the news section, and last year I was the uh, features reporter. Michelle, what's up? Um, similar history at the sill uh, with, with Daniel, I guess. We both worked as an unpaid reporter in first year. I was mm. in the Andy section, um, which now no longer exists. But last year I worked as a um, staff reporter for the lifestyle section. I am in my third year. Which and also no longer exists. Which also no longer exists. <laughs> and now it's combined into arts and culture. Super exciting new section. Read up on that. Um, but I'm in my third year in the health sciences program here at Mac. So yeah. Cool. Okay, and now the arts and culture team is in here because we wanted to talk about Hamilton's uh, premier arts event, uh, Supercrawl. So Supercrawl took uh, happened this past weekend, and uh, I know I made it out down for one night, but I am by no means um, an arts and culture expert, so I'm not <laughs> good to talk about this. But the duo uh, with me is, so I want to start off. Guys, Supercrawl in the books. What is going to be your lasting memory from this year's Arts Crawl? Um, for me, it's actually the galleries killed it this year. I thought um, this will be like my mm, third or fourth Supercrawl. I've been going for a long time, like since high school. Um, and maybe this is because I just pay attention to uh, visual and fine art more. But it was every single gallery I thought brought their like their best work had really amazing. Um, local and beyond kind of artists to show um the street art was all really really quality um they definitely paid attention to that this year the uh centerpiece on main or excuse me on james and canon that was great um a lot so of the smaller galleries that had one really was that centerpiece which one was that oh that was um it's called overflows it's like these two ship crates and a big explosion oh, a very yeah. colorful kind of like random assortment of furniture different yeah. sorts of items like that I, I, a million people were taking those pictures uh and it showed up really great it was a really good idea to put that in front and center of the art crawl i think that was a good statement 
especially considering last year I felt like it was a little too many uh, commercial kind of stands up there, not really doing like art distribution or showing their own personal art, just lots of different stands trying to sell knickknacks. So mm-hmm. it, it was a good year. Um, the galleries are definitely my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, I think also just in general, this is my third super crawl and the quality of everything from the galleries to the vendors and the food trucks, which I think we'll talk about later on too. Um, it's just, I don't know. It, it was all really, really good quality. And for instance, I think Dan, you really enjoyed Circus Orange. Yeah. Um, it was this, they're like this really eclectic and weird performance group who combines dance with really funky music and this like weird Pope alien person who like faux religious ceremony yeah Yeah. who plays with fire and pyrotechnics so that was super cool i think that was my lasting memory seeing this weird pope person play with fire fire fire. i'm into that it's kind of different but i like that yeah i I do agree i I mean that centerpiece that you mentioned daniel i think like uh, i can't remember i think this is my third super crawl as well but i can't remember a lasting big arts piece like that one yeah from previous ones and i could be totally wrong but that one's going to be my last memory it was just yeah it was so colorful and it was it was just huge but it was kind of like i thought it brought out some of the best where it put art in the middle of that street that gets shut down and it just took everyone's attention but it was so um eye-catching so i really like that one um but um that's kind of one of the differences but let's talk about the uh, major differences from um, years past, like what what stood out from you as different for this super crawl um, than the ones you guys have previously been to? For myself, it's the vendors. Um, last year was kind of a, a lot of people were complaining about the crawl. I thought it was like okay, like there was nothing. I want to say like bad with the the planning. A lot of it fell just because like really really poor weather last year. But this year, I really think they took kind of visible statement and trying to reemphasize the art, the galleries and that like kind of core element of art crawl being there because I think I only saw like a couple stands that were very clearly just trying to sell like here's cool merch a lot of the, and, it, and if it was another stand like that it was because it's handmade crafts and stuff like that or like even local studios that work on like pottery or like ceramic works and stuff like that which is kind of more true to the spirit of the crawl a lot of it the vendors felt like they would have been at home at a regular art crawl like just the regular monthly ones and sometimes I think Super Crawl, it doesn't feel that way, um, where I think it should. It just should feel like a bigger, more extravagant version of those, not necessarily a bigger, more commercial version right. of the regular Art Crawl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like okay, Art Crawls are for the real the real enthusiasts, and Super Crawl is like, yeah, we'll get some people. But you like, in, it, did you feel like that's what years past could have been described as, where a little bit more commercial, where it was like, this is more for like the layperson to come down to, but this year's Super Crawl was like, no, like this is arts crawl just time on a mega mega stage. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a like that big of a divide. It wasn't like a huge difference, but I think there was like an improvement this year, which is great to see. Like even the fact that the center of the street was actually kind of part of it was blocked off because there was an art piece occupying there. I think that's great. Like that yeah. should be. It's. It, I mean, this is very expensive and it can't happen on mass. But like this is, should be what we're moving towards is moving more art on the streets, not necessarily like moving more vendors trying to sell things. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that really plays into kind of your experience at the crawl too, you know? Like I remember being in first year the vendors 
were more similar to this year than they were last year with regards to how last year I did feel like they were more commercialized mm -hmm. and this year it was just kind of even more of the handmade arts and crafts handmade jewelry and like it really felt it, it was a big difference and people really responded well to it yeah and I mean my one regret for sure was I was catching up with friends before I went down on Saturday. We were really just planning to go for the music, uh, mostly Strombella's show. But we totally regretted that by the time we were like, well, we should walk back because we'd only been there for like an hour. And I, we kind of all were saying like, I didn't, I didn't remember there was this much stuff to see or what, like look at or just check out. And part of that's my own naivete. Like I don't, I don't totally know that scene too well but for sure i think that there's a marketplace at near that one church yeah yeah this is the church that had stuff like it had just a lot of stuff going on the joe brothers were there and had prints and, and i was looking at those but yeah like that just that one spot like we must have spent 15 20 minutes just there or something and it was like well yeah. we did we kind of missed out they had tacos like cat toy tacos yeah, like those, they were the church ones are always there yeah they're always there so like i passed it by because it's the same vendors but they do do good stuff and i think that's a good representative of, like what kind of vendors need to be there and that's why daniel is a guest <laughs> on the podcast and i'm hosting <laughs> because i know not a lot so um okay one thing dan we kind of talked about this in the office today the silhouette office b1 tennis student center um <laughs> what's your what was your favorite piece of art there guys it was a best thing that stood out to you that um you wanted to take home with you no i'm just kidding but what was the best piece of artwork well i actually did take a piece of artwork home with me uh, legally or enough. legally yeah <laughs> i paid for it um but annie castillo castillo i'm so sorry if i mispronounced her name but she's this incredible artist she had an exhibit at one of the galleries further down james i forget the name but um she's an artist who kind of does a bunch of doodle-like drawings, I'd like to say. They're more kind of animated-looking um, things you would see using a Sharpie, like doodles that are far better than the ones I would draw, of course, but they all kind of have very profound meanings, and there's this cool juxtaposition of how all her pieces talk about something that's very deep and profound to life, but they're in this really kind of fun, comic-y kind of way. Yeah. And for instance, like I bought one that was a porcupine, a really cute porcupine holding a flower. And it says, if you can make me feel like I'm a good person, you can have me. So, you know, that's, that's really cute. And she was selling them for $10. They were going super quickly. Um, yeah, it was a hit. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's Annie Castillo. Yeah. Or, or I'm not sure on the pronunciation, but yeah. uh, we'll check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I think for more sentimental reasons, as much as I do love the new art piece, uh, Pete Fowler did the new mural that's on the side of Dr. Discs, as mm -hmm. many people probably saw in the week coming up to it. It replaced the old black and white kind of frantic, sketchy looking uh, design that's been there as like, far as I remember. Um, like my sister's wedding pictures are in front of that thing. It was like, I think pretty iconic to the street and um, sad to see it go in a way, but the new mural that replaced it like is awesome. It's a good contrast to it. It's very bright. It's very colorful, very clean line art. Uh, it's amazing that they got Pete uh, to come in from like London, England to do the piece. That was really great. So that was definitely one of the highlights for me. Um, I was definitely surprised by... Not a particular art piece, but Blue Angel Gallery, just further down James Street, had a really, really quality stuff in the back, surprisingly. 
the old original owner of that place who has been there for like 12 years or something like that, she kind of brought back her old art pieces to be showed in this like back room. Very weird, kind of like a mix of Alice in Wonderland um, and like Rocky Horror Picture Show, I guess if I were to describe it. Very mm-hmm. weird, very kind of creepy, very like over- overtly sexual uh, but also very cool, and I'm glad I got to see those kind of pieces. Uh, the person who's cura- uh, curating the gallery right now was just kind of uh, happy enough to like walk me and uh, the person I was going with through like the back show, which was really kind of cool. Um, in terms of street art, uh, special shout out to the Site Three Fire <laughs> Art. Uh, the Risky Ball was really really cool. Yeah, very that, punny too. Yeah, I think that one was that's got to be for some people. I think especially for first timers, like that's got to be the standout memory. Because yeah. that one was really, really cool. But, I mean, I saw a lot of bad skee-ball, got to say. <laughs> like, it's an art show. It's come an on, Hamilton, crawl. step it up. No, I mean, yeah, that's true. Not Daniel, one. that's a good point. Yeah. But still, a little disappointing. Art, art and skee-ball can go hand in hand. But yeah. not people who are good at skee-ball, necessarily. Let's, Ooh, let's put that to a competition. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, for me, the, my favorite piece... Uh, it was this piece that said "Stop Hammer Time." Um, oh, I know what you're oh, talking yeah. about. And, that one's, that's and it good. was it had like a Tiger Cat logo, but each letter of Hammer Time was a different kind of Hamilton monument. But I just like the style of it. It was for Hamilton. It's like it was done in the I can't remember what city. I think it's California city that yeah, basically was... did their like way like in the 40s when they're trying to promote tourism. Yeah, they, yeah. they did that kind of style where like the inside the letters there was pictures of city landmarks and stuff like that and that yeah. was a cool riff on it yeah, yeah. I, I i like that and that's how i was going to describe it as like this west coast tourism that's i don't know why it reminded me of that but it did and i just thought it was it was it was a fun take on hamilton because some sometimes hamilton can get so much into the like toughness identity that it has and i kind of like this like yeah Ham- like stop hammer time like look at this it's it's these <laughs> blue and greens that's what i rem- remember from it but um yeah, that was that was a great one, um, but um, there are a lot of music. Music probably the headlining thing for the average person, myself included, about Supercrawl. Everyone's wondering who's who's headlining, and um, this year it was uh, the Trues on the Friday and uh, the Strumbellas on the Saturday. Um, so, what musical acts stood out to you, uh, Michelle? I'm going to start with you because I know you spoke with the Strumbellas. Yeah, I did. Um... With the Strumbellas, like, I've been a fan for a while since high school, and my mm-hmm. friends and I, we actually went to their set at Oceaga, and it was really cool to kind of just a month and a bit ago see them on stage and be able to talk to, I talked to Dave Ritter um, and John as well, um, the drummer, so that was really cool, and I caught some of their set. Uh, of course, they played Spirits, the big banger that's on the radio shows yeah, on nowadays. On the radios all the time, yep. for sure. Um, but they played a lot of their kind of old stuff too, and definitely a lot of songs off their new album, Hope, because Supercrawl is actually their um, kind of the pedestal to their world tour. So after going coming to Hamilton, their next stop is flying off to Germany, and this is kind of them testing out their set. So that was pretty cool stuff. Like yeah, how, that's really cool. Yeah, they came to Hamilton to test out what they would play in Germany and then in Australia. Mm. Um, but they're always like just a jam to be around. And, I, yeah. I realized that I knew more Strombella songs than I thought I knew. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not great with 
any kind of like band song names album titles like i don't know all that stuff but i i could hear it and, and you say high school and i was like yeah that's when it, that's what it was from spirits is not spirits is a headliner song but it's not i would say not a lot like what some of their more popular songs from my high school days were like they sound totally different yeah exactly i no, appreciated they, the kind of this like whoa yeah moment of, yeah. of listening to them same with me because like they really transitioned and um, so I interviewed them. You guys should tune in to the new Sill issue for yeah. a super awesome interview. But um, they they even say so themselves. Like they really transitioned from album to album, and now they have some Taylor Swift 1989 pop influences, which is great because that's a fantastic album. It is, um, and that's not debatable. There's no <laughs> no more debate. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dan. Um, um, yeah. So Strombellis was definitely. Um, a highlight for a lot of people. I think a yeah. lot of people went to see them. Yeah, Daniel, anything st- stand out for you? Um, so I make it a kind of a weird personal point not to really do too many bands at Art Crawl, which sounds kind of weird. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it sounds really <laughs> weird. I'm there for the art. No. Yeah. Um, I did like, I guess if you can count those, Circus Orange I always go to see. It's kind of a musical act. That kind of counts. Um, but for me, um, I was really happy to see that, although I didn't get a chance to see them, unfortunately, I'm really happy to see that Junior Boys was performing and they were mm-hmm. treating them like a main act, which is really cool. Um, they've been active for a really long time, or I guess inactive for a long time, and to kind of come back to a super crawl, that, that that's really cool. And I'm really happy for them. Definitely excited to give the new album a proper listen after they just kind of like hype around them for super crawl. A lot of people, surprisingly, like were really excited to have them back. So I think that's really... That was really cool. Yeah. This is why Daniel and I are a dynamic duo. Like, he's super into the art side. I'm super into the music and side. Swift. You know? Yeah. And no. a lot of my Gotta music choices. Yeah. Uh, Gotta work that gotta out. Talk about but, that. like, Fortet yeah. was incredible. That was somebody who I really wanted to see. Um, it just makes you feel like you're in some weird, like, sonic universe being transported in, like, this alien ship. That's super cool when music yeah. can do that to you. Um, M.A. at Mulberry on on Friday. Yeah, Friday was really, really good, too. He's um, a rapper. You had him in our Supercrawl preview piece. That was yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. He's he's really great, so people should check him out. And But there, this year, just I was really impressed by the lineup of musicians. Royal Canoe was here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a lot of really big guys and junior boys, like Hamilton Locals, really, really good stuff, too. Sweet. Uh, I think, yeah, I heard some f- from some friends. They were dead set on going to see The Reason on Friday night. And they said that played up to their expectations, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, but uh, one thing that I did not take uh, part in enough, and I have a lot of regrets, is getting food from the food trucks. Yeah, you messed up. I got like a, I got like a twisted Ooh. potato. Why would you do you, why that? Why would you get the potato tornado? Why? Well, like it wasn't Shout out to tor- potato tornadoes. They're pretty good, but it like, wasn't. But you could get them everywhere. Everywhere. I, it wasn't totally my decision. I was like, my girlfriend's like, I want the twisted potato. So I was like, okay. yeah, sure, okay, okay, all right, girlfriend. Um, <laughs> that sound you heard was me throwing someone else totally under the bus. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't do that. So fill in the gaps. Where did you guys go? Meat wagon. Meat wagon. Did you so guys good. get? Did you guys get? Okay, I did hear of one that was like bacon, bacon wrapped, fatty, yeah, bacon fatty. Bacon, oh my god! Describe it. Bacon fatty is literally the best sandwich I've ever had, probably or up there. Like, what's in it though? It's like between two pieces of garlic toast. There's arugula and there's this like bacon wrapped meatloaf. 
Like, like how do you get to that point where you're making that food? I, oh, I, actually, I so Salar, I talked to him way back when, when we covered the poke place poke. in the farmer's hey, market. Hey, Daniel, yeah, you just dropped that name. Could you pick it up? Who uh, is that? <laughs> he's the owner of the poke stand in the farmer's market. Okay. He's also the owner ever. of the meat wagon. And uh, he was a 2013, 2012 national uh, bacon champion. Yeah, 2014. 2014? Yeah. 2014 national bacon champion. He went to Vegas for a competition Get that guy on the pod. Right? (laughs) Um, So that's like, you're in his territory when you're talking bacon. So I I actually didn't get that. I got the, uh, they got sliders and like these waffle fry, like Parmesan cheese. Oh yeah, I got those. Like things. Very good. Very, very good. it's like it's just so great because these people know food so well and how to work with flavors and textures and it's a food truck but like what i described with the bacon fatty there were so many layers to that and the parmesan fries it had also like chili oil on it it yeah. was like it just made it it's not just street me like you know yeah, what yeah that doing. sounds elaborate like, yeah 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 uh, you also got ice cream and i did not get the chance to get ice cream i did i went to the chimney um if you've if you have instagram you would have probably seen these they're like soft serve ice cream in these donut looking cones yes yeah yeah um you can get in toronto but this chimney food truck i got one just for myself and one for my boyfriend and that was a really bad idea because they're massive so i highly suggest you share it because neither of us could finish it it was like delicious like but it was just one of those things where you're like i'm throwing yeah, I, I like out. nearly threw up by White Elephant, but Ugh. there's a plug. Go shop for jewelry at White well, Elephant. Well, like if it makes you feel better, I mean, I'm sure lots of people have thrown up on James Street North, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. yeah, no, but judging by the kids yeah. that I saw like pounding vodka at the encore of the Strombella show, Seriously? I was like, guys, hold oh. on, the night's ending. They were in high school, but yeah, some people oh, okay, have definitely fair. lost their lunchbox on there. Yeah, oh. no, the chimney ice cream was really good. There was like, I got the original, which was. Just a, like this donut cone thing is essentially cinnamon sugar and like Heaven. really warm dough. So that's obviously a great combination with vanilla soft serve ice cream. Um, and you could also like add some money and you can get a deluxe version with the caramel brownie. That's and much. that's a bit much for that's me, but much. people Holy went boats. ham on that stuff. Um, also, the mm, name is escaping me right now. The luchador themed uh, Mexican oh, stand, uh, like the Baja like style, like Mexican. I didn't get to eat too much of it. My friend did. He said it was amazing. Um, one of the best tacos he's ever had, which is surprising coming from food trucks. And it's not like uh, like mediocre ish tacos are, are stranger to food truck land. But apparently, it was really really good. So shouts to those guys. So big shout outs to Meat Wagon. Yeah, Meat Ventures. Why does that Meat sound Wagon. Like a band? I, I don't think it sounds like a band. It sounds like something uh, kind of gross. To yeah. Me. yeah. Anyways, Meat good Wagon. And Chimney, get the big shout-outs, yeah. plus the name that escapes Daniel, yeah. uh, Mexican place. It, it, it has Rey Mysterio, like the wrestler, like just slapped on the side of it. You can't miss it. Definitely, though, try the bacon fatty. I will. I still dream of it. I want to eat it every day. <laughs> Food truck season is like coming to an end, so. That's, I know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Gotta yeah. get it now. So, um, moving forward with Supercrawl, I mean, I assume it'll happen next year. Seems like it was a success again. People love it. But um, what changes uh, would you guys like to see in the festival? Something added, something changed, something tweaked? Just in your personal opinion. Mm-hmm. See, I was really happy with this crawl, but I'm trying to think of something to change. I was actually joking with somebody that they should just change it to October so we stop getting rained on. 
Um, yeah. But um, I th- think that turned people off on Saturday. Because Saturday I thought, wow, it's not as busy as I thought it would be. Still pretty good turnout. Yeah. But it was definitely raining a lot. Mm-hmm. It, and you know what that happened? It was worse last year because they didn't seem to have like a clear day at all. Ooh. And that it, it hurts everybody involved. But at the same time, like I don't know if you're going to ever can do another day. So that's not really the serious recommendation. Yeah. What I would say is that like I don't know how those street those pieces of street are like uh, the overflow piece, which is by the way is by uh, Jose Luis Torres, uh, who does similar work like that, or like how the fire art risky ball like thing came to be and who funded that. But I think it's a good step moving forward to keep investing in those areas because yeah, I think it does a lot when you make the art kind of come to you. You don't have to just kind of crawl into a gallery that's maybe kind of like crowded maybe there's a lot of people who look like fancy are like they're talking about these things and it's a little intimidating frankly yeah i i think that's a great point i think that i think making it a little bit more i guess accessible which feels kind of like i'm throwing a buzzword out but like kind of there yeah that you interact with i think you mentioned that before but yeah like you're just like oh look at that i do think this is just my opinion the other like spillover effect of that is the instagrams like <laughs> that photo the I'm sure a lot of people took photos oh, with yeah. the overflow, overflow yeah. right? Like, and how could you not? I don't blame them, but I think that's a great sell, like free marketing. And I think like they're going to want to keep doing that because the event should continue to grow and, and change and improve. But yeah, that those art installations were a good way of getting people out. Like, Hey, this is something to see that risky ball thing. I sent, I showed people a picture when I just went to the website and they were like, Oh my God, that's the first thing I want to see. And those are really easy to see so people can already feel like they're in the right place. Yeah. yeah. Like, chimneys was a good bet too because chimneys, <laughs> if you, if somebody bought chimneys, it's because it's going on their Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't help but feel like that helped get them a spot there. Yeah. yeah I usually don't take pictures, but I I did. I did yeah. take a picture of my chimney. Yeah. Um, but I, I completely agree with Dan Daniel's point. Like in, investing in these pieces, having like you walk down the street and being hit in the face with this massive art piece, it just... It says this really big statement and it makes your experience so much better. And I felt that it was a much more cohesive crawl because everything just kind of tied together and having these pieces along the way, um, not just for the gram, but like for people who like art, but might not like love it enough to walk into galleries to be like, oh, like this artist made this really cool like overflow piece. And then that kind of like spurs their interest a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not like. It, it changes the conception of art where you're like, okay, oh, I guess like that could be considered art. Like it's yeah. just out on the street rather than like, okay, I'm going to go to a museum or an art <laughs> gallery. And like a lot of people do think that. And one of them might be talking right now or thought that. <laughs> but um, that's all I got. I think um, we had a good takeaway from Supercrawl. I think we got a lot to look forward to um, for the next one. But stay tuned. This duo's got a lot coming up throughout the year. Um, we've got some stuff coming out this week. We've got talks with Royal Canoe. We talked with Featurette last week. Astrambella's conversation. So arts and culture is on its way up. Um, that's all for episode four of the Silhouette Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.